0: Welcome to Pussy Power Hour. We're your
1: hosts. I'm Eva Vicky, And I'm Evelyn Sparks. We are two sex, love, and relationship coaches dedicated to empowering you to live your most authentic, desirable, and pleasure-filled life. Our perspectives are formed through the privileged lens of our lived experiences as two white, mostly cis, able-bodied women.
0: We believe a world of true sexual freedom, liberation and empowerment is inclusive and celebratory of all individuals.
1: We strive to make these conversations as inclusive and informed as possible. We are always open to receiving any feedback for ways in which we can improve
0: and make this a safer space for you. Take what feels good, leave the rest. Our conversations will be authentic and vulnerable with no topic off limits. We believe there are many expressions of what it means to be empowered in your sexuality, and we hope the perspectives we share are refreshing, inspiring, thought provoking, and well, pussy tingling. We are so turned on to be in your ears right now. So, without further ado, let's dive in as we open the doors into Pussy Power Hour.
1: Long time no talk. We are back with the Pussy Power Hour after, like, almost a three-month hiatus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were busy fucking getting our hearts broken, you know, the usual.
0: <laughs> Having our pussies licked.
1: <laughs> mm, mm, yeah, a lot of that. Yeah, we uh, we kind of wanted to take this episode space to reflect on our sexploits of 2020 which were Mm -hmm. quantity or quality over quantity not quantity and then uh talk about what we want to call in what we want to call in sex wise in
0: 2021
1: Mm -hmm. so eva yes would you kick us off with your juicy juicy story about your sexual explorations in 2020.
0: Yes, I would love to. Okay, so I want to first celebrate that I had sex once last year and it was on Halloween.
1: (laughs) Couldn't be any better.
0: Yeah, so really celebrating that. Definitely quality over quantity, as we said. And before we share our stories, we do both have consent from these people to share these. Mm -hmm. So... I matched with this man called Adam on Hinge and he it works as a buyer's agent in real estate.
1: Okay, fancy.
0: And essentially we matched, we chatted for a few weeks, then we went on um we went on a first date and he took me to this really, really sexy like whiskey bar that was in like an alleyway wow. in the city, which I hadn't heard of. So yeah. it was really nice, and we chatted there for so many hours. I think we were there for at least four hours, and we chatted for so long mm. that the um that the waiter came and like asked us to leave because we had reached our time capacity. <laughs> no way oh. yeah, um so we chatted about everything like childhood traumas like mother father wounding past relationships why they didn't work out Um, we talked about our therapists and going to therapy over the years and travel and Mm. sex and all the things so it was a really good conversation Um, and for me I felt like this conversation was quite fundamental in building my attraction and desire towards him because I do swing towards being a bit more demisexual, so I do really need a lot of that emotional bonding um, in order to feel sexual desire and attraction towards someone. We talked for a few more weeks and then we had a second date, and on the second date um, I went over to his place because on the first date I said to him my favourite thing is when a man cooks me dinner. so he took note of it and he listened he took note of it and he listened (laughs) that's a turn on within itself I know um so yeah I went over to his place he cooked me dinner um and I for me I think the reason why it really turns me on is because my love language is acts of service so just when any when anyone does like Mm. any Mm -hmm. act of service to me it's like oh I feel so loved. And if it's in a romantic setting, I get really turned on. So we chatted. um, We were on the couch at this point and we hadn't quite like crossed the touch barrier yet. We were still sort of like a little bit distanced. Um, So I suggested that we play some music on the speaker Mm -hmm. and um, like shuffle through my Spotify, like just randomly. Whatever came on, meditation music. That's bold. <laughs> meditation music, trap music, pop, like yeah, whatever you're gonna get. <laughs> um, so we did that, and this one song came on, and it is so sexy. It's oh, um, it's called "Naked" by Ellie May, M A I. um uh, I gotta look this up as soon as we're done. Please, it's it's such a sexy song. And, you know, we could tell that both of us were sort of getting into the mood a little bit and sort of like wanted to touch each other and wanted to kiss because also what we had been talking about was a lot about sexual chemistry. And we were talking about like Mm. kissing chemistry and like what makes you really sexually attracted to someone. So, yeah, the the hints were being dropped by both of us. So when the song came on, um, we both really liked it. And he like turns over and looks at me and he's like, I think I'm going to have to kiss you now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I just got butterflies. I'm
0: like blushing. <laughs> and I look back at him like, please fucking kiss mm. me. I've been waiting. Like, So then we kiss and it was really, really good. Um, mm. Instant kissing chemistry, which to me is like a, a pretty good signal that the sex is also going to be really good. Like you can tell within the first one or two seconds. (sighs) So that was like, I'm like getting all like flustered talking about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So yeah, we making out and then he like suggests that we go upstairs and I'm like, cool, we go upstairs. We go on the bed. He goes down on me straight away. Fucking yes. Thank you. I love when a man Mm. instantly goes down on you. Like no questions asked. It's just immediate. So attractive. Um, (laughs) and I'm like getting so turned on from this story I love it (laughs) so um yeah we like we're I wasn't quite sure if I actually wanted to be penetrated yet yeah I was turned on but like my pussy was still sort of like deciding if she wanted to receive a cock so we're in different positions and I'm we're in, like, yab position, which is a tantric position where, like, one partner is um, sitting cross-legged and the other is sitting cross-legged on top of them with their legs around the other person's waist. So yeah. we're in this position. And in this position, your, your your chakras are also aligned with each other. In this position, he had, like, his cock up against his, like, belly and, like, with my vulva, like, up against his cock and, like, rubbing against only, like, on the outside And Mm. Jesus Christ, that was so delicious. Mm. Um, Not even being Mm -hmm. penetrated yet, but I was, I could have orgasmed from that. It was so good. Mm. So what I did is that I, for a really quick moment, I like checked into my, my pussy and I was like, do you want to be penetrated? Like, do you want to receive this cock? And I heard like this really like loud, powerful voice from my cervix. And she was like, I want him inside of me like that's all I that's all I like okay bitch that's all I need to know (laughs) that's all we need to know so when I heard that I actually said that to him so we grab a condom and we so what usually for me the easiest way to to be penetrated is if I'm on top first um just based on like past sexual experiences and trauma in the past sometimes missionary position can cause me to clench up a little bit so being on top is usually easier for me so yeah. I slid down on his cock and then I was like fuck like this is the first time I'm having sex like this year <laughs> and yeah. I had not had sex in in pretty much almost a year as well when this happened mm-hmm. we went really slowly And we were on the bed at this point and i am not like the biggest fan of having sex on the bed i really love having sex on the floor because you have like the sturdiness of the ground and like yeah like the the moving of the mattress so i said to him let's go on the floor we go on the floor he lays down and the fucking moonlight is shining down on our bodies full moonlight bathing all over Mm. our skin it was like this beautiful like dark blue color you
1: needed a camera crew there
0: i know we needed to it was so he was so beautiful laying down how the the um like the moonlight was like over his skin and like his eyes looked so fucking beautiful oh my god there's some moments where i have sex with people that image is like ingrained into my eye and that's Mm. definitely one of them it was so beautiful so we're on the ground i'm riding his dick and by the way i fucking love riding dick on the ground yeah and my pussy's doing her magic and we flipped into missionary position oh jesus him penetrating me in missionary position was i can't even describe that sensation was unreal I don't, it was like, I was, I don't know. It was like I was having sex with like a whole different nervous system. It was completely changed experience Mm -hmm. and sensation in my body. It was like an orgasmic experience. Like for me, there wasn't really a one heightened moment. It was like, I kept having like rolling orgasmic waves through my body, through Mm -hmm. my pussy. And I was like, fuck, like this is probably the best sensation I've had in this position. I just feel like
1: that's like, such a testament to all of the healing self-healing work you've done this year is like that you were able to feel that safety and that like you Mm. expanded your
0: sensation to that Mm. level like that's amazing Mm, thank you yeah it's it was unreal (laughs) I was not expecting it to feel so fucking orgasmic the entire time um and he would So the way that he was like thrusting into me, he would like, he held his hands on each side of my hips to like hold them firm and he would pulse four or five times and then he would slow down on like the sixth or the seventh and then go four or five times, like pulse (sighs) and then slow down. (laughs) And I was like, Jesus, I'm fucking in a different world right now. (laughs) Like It was so good.
1: I need to meet this man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was delicious. So delicious. So, yeah, we continued. And this was going on for at least an hour and a half. It was a long time of having sex. But, oh, so good. So yeah um we continued he oh, oh, oh okay this is gonna get good you're gonna love this evelyn mm. okay so we continue like we're having sex um and obviously he's not gonna come inside of me so when he finishes he mm-hmm. comes all over my body and ah oh. which amazing i love it and then mm-hmm. so afterwards I just like start massaging his, his cum like yes. into my skin. I'm like, mm, like body mask, like rubbing it into my face, rubbing it into his face too. And then oh. he goes and grabs a towel, but before we wipe it off, he comes down onto the ground again and he licks his own cum off my body. <sighs> <laughs> actually my reaction you (laughs) i'm so glad you knew how much i would love that (laughs) it was so sexy the man i marry must do that every time yeah when i when that happened to me Mm. i was like he's husband material oh it was so hot
1: and that's like nice too because then you know (laughs) You know that he eats healthy. Eve and I have talked about this a lot in our personal combos. It's like we've had some, we've dated some people with penises who eat like shit and their cum tastes, reflects that. And so if he was willing to eat it, you know he eats healthy enough for it to taste good. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. just a little addition in there. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was definitely one of the highlights for me.
1: Yeah. So how did it end? If you had this glorious sexual encounter, what happened?
0: Okay, so we go to sleep and um, Mm -hmm. we wake up like two hours later and we have sex again and this time just in the bed and yeah, he was doing the thing with like holding my hips down as he like thrusted four or five times and slowed down on like the last one and I experienced like a kind of orgasm I had never experienced before, and it was a mm-hmm. cervical orgasm, not just one but multiple, one after the, one after the other after the other, and um, it was so it was like really subtle but so intense yeah. and powerful. So it was magnificent so yeah um then he again came all over my body and licked it off my body again (laughs) Mm. so good yeah king King shit (laughs) that is king shit there (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and yeah also i didn't add this earlier um throughout the experience we were eye gazing at quite a few points like looking into each other's eyes and for me whenever I like eye gaze with someone during sex like that really like that brings me to the to like the edge of orgasm um it's really beautiful so that was happening Mm -hmm. throughout um those two experiences that we had um yeah and then afterwards he had to go to work in the morning and stuff so we left um and yeah I was like so struck by like how powerful that experience was and on my train home I was like oh my god I hope we see each other again and like that was really amazing and so yeah a few weeks go by and like we haven't like um met and I was sort of getting the feeling that like he's quite busy with his work and that's his number one priority in his life (laughs) um so I was I had the feeling that he wasn't going to make time for us to meet again and I sort of could sense that yeah yes it was because he was busy but also because he didn't want to get really serious or or like create really deep feelings um I might be wrong but that's just sort of like the what I sense was going on um so, yeah, we didn't eventually meet each other. I spoke with him about how I said to him, if you're not going to make time for us to meet, then I think it's best we sort of just like leave this here and go our own ways. Um, so we like agreed on that and sort of yeah, that happens. And I totally understand why he's that way, because he also had just came out of a relationship um, a few months prior. I'm not sure exactly when. So and I know how I felt after my breakup um a few years ago now when I had broken up with my ex-boyfriend I didn't want to be in another relationship shortly afterwards
1: especially with like that much intensity surrounding just the first like encounter
0: yeah exactly and you want to be free you want to like have your own space you want to have your own time after a breakup you want to like be by yourself for a while um And I could really feel that that's probably what he wanted. And, you know, I had my own, like, desires, which was, like, us to have sex once a week, like, until I, you know, moved to a different city. Um, But, yeah, he was going through his own personal things, healing, getting over his breakup, um, you know, having different priorities in his life. And I didn't want to, you know, override his process and his desires with my own So I wanted to really just respect and honor where he was in his life. Um, And yeah, even though I feel like the reason Mm. why I think and feel this way is because in the experience, I was feeling so much love like pouring out of my chest, um, which sounds like really intense and crazy to be saying just from one experience and sex with someone, but it is possible to feel that in a really powerful experience like that and this is just my own perspective here but when I'm in a if I feel that it's in both of our highest good to go our own separate ways and let each other go then you let them go um yeah and that's what I was feeling um in this case so yeah yeah I do Mm like feel deeply for this person he is really beautiful like inside and out he's a really kind generous compassionate considerate thoughtful man i can feel he's a very deeply loving person when he's in a relationship um even though i haven't been in a relationship with him i can tell he's someone that will is like all in when he's in a relationship with someone and he really really loves them um but yeah, I'm just really grateful. It was a beautiful, beautiful heart-opening experience. I
1: really celebrate like the boundaries that you set for yourself around that because it is like, you know, even though our desires may not align with other people's and we always have to respect that, it can be hard then to navigate the situation and figure out like, okay, well then, based on like what they're willing to like how much they're willing to go into this or whatever how can I best support myself like it's easy to just want to chase or get like you know really kind of like I find myself in situations like that feeling like maybe needy or like you know whatever it is but I really celebrate you recognizing that like okay if this person isn't making time for me like I desire because you know they're busy and whatever then I'm gonna set my Mm. boundary and just put a pause on communication and and you guys honoring that that's really beautiful yeah
0: Yeah, because I was desiring someone that would um you know would have sex like once a week and that was it and that is sort of a level of commitment in a way um and he is in a stage of his life right now where he he can't do that um or he wasn't willing to or he didn't want to like I don't know really maybe he didn't want to see me again after that who knows like maybe what my perception of all yeah. of this is like completely different to how he saw me and the experience maybe it was just average average experience to him and he didn't think too much about it like you never really know what's going on in someone else's head so yeah that was yeah that was that and um yeah i definitely yeah, I definitely did catch feelings and it was really difficult to move on afterwards. Like there was so many tears afterwards, like days and days and days of tears. Um, one, because the experience was so intense and beautiful. And two, because I was like, fuck, I want that again. Um, but he's, it's not going to happen. Um, so Yeah. yeah, that's painful. Um, but there's, you know how many billions of people in the world you sure I can have another experience like that with someone else? So, <laughs> yeah, mm. thank
1: you so much for sharing mm, that.
0: Thank you for listening. That was a really lengthy share, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, thank you. Mm. I'd love to hear yours, by the way. <laughs> Please share. <coughs> okay, <laughs> um,
1: well, so so Eva lives in Australia where COVID in her city is managed and under control and people can meet up and it's safe um I live in America it's a shit show here so it, COVID's a really big issue when dating and I take it really seriously um so a couple of months ago I met this person they're non-binary on tinder and immediately I was like Yes, like, they were very much my type, like, long bleached hair, face tattoos, Mm. they were a musician, (laughs) like, I just lose my shit for that 6'3", like, (laughs) gorgeous person, like, oh my god, and so we started talking that night, and I had downloaded Tinder, like, on a fluke, I was just like, let me just see, you know, what's out there, and they had, like, moved to my nearby city, like, the night before, and so we started talking and just like really hit it off, having great conversation. Um, and we talked for a couple days and I asked them like, hey, let's let's meet up in person. So they were really respectful of what I was comfortable with. We sat at a part six feet apart with masks <laughs> on um, and we talked for like hours. And from then on, it was like texting all the time, meeting up every day, twice a day to like sit outside with masks like you know have this connection and so then we started thinking like okay how can we safely like touch (laughs) basically how can we take this to the next level and so me being I'm I'm a very intense person um and they are kind of a wild spontaneous person and so it worked out really well for us together but we decided let's get a cabin for a month let's stay together for a month we'll get COVID tested before, we'll stay there, we'll enjoy our time, and we won't put anyone else in danger um, that we interact with in our respective bubbles. And so we did that. We both got STD tested, we got uh, COVID tested, we booked a cabin in Montana, and we went. And it was a really that's an intense experience. Uh, it was a really intense experience and it was interesting for me because like Eva, I hadn't had sex in a long time. Mm. Um, especially not during the pandemic, I've been quarantined. And so I was really feeling a lot coming up for me. Um, I have PTSD from a past relationship Mm. and sexual PTSD from a lot of, um, different encounters and so I was feeling a lot of that being triggered with this intimate connection with somebody because I haven't felt that in a long time and I felt so much safety with them at this cabin Mm -hmm. it was literally like the best month of my whole life it was so beautiful we just we traveled so well together we got along so well together um they were making music. They were making an album. They're a musician. Um, I was like working on my schooling and my training and like working with some clients. And when I could, the internet was shit reading, like self-practicing all of that. And the first, I might cry as I, as I divulge the story. Um, but the first time we had sex, I'm not going to talk about much because it wasn't that great because we were both so nervous like we'd been talking for over a month putting it on this pedestal you know and so it was just like we felt like we had to get it over with almost um so we had sex and it wasn't bad but I was just like oh oh no (laughs) (laughs) like maybe this isn't gonna be good but um then then it started getting really beautiful and What I kind of picked up from their energy was, like, they weren't somebody who wanted to make love. Like, I tried to kind of get that out of them. Like, I wanted this really kind of um, intimate sexual experience. And I could feel that that's what they weren't, you know, up for providing that. So I thought, okay, they just want to fuck. Let's just fuck all the (laughs) way. Let me explore that. Um, (laughs) And so it was so beautiful we explored a lot of like kind of more kink than I've done before uh, with partners they were more experienced in that than I was and so I felt really safe um in that energy and I remember this one particular sexual encounter where so I have a lot of like trauma surrounding my anus and so i've been like pretty shut down about that like no not for me that's a no-go zone whatever but in the safety that i felt with them and in the sexual healing work that i've done that space opened up and we had this one sexual encounter where i had this beautiful glass butt plug-in and they were behind me penetrating me and they had um me like kind of like choked and they like put their foot on my head and like I their like foot was like pressing my head down and they were fucking me and it was just like such sensational overwhelm mm. and with the safety that I felt within our connection, it was just like it was I could fully be in that experience. And I had so many orgasms with them where I would, and we were in a cabin, like, alone, like, isolated. I've never been in a space that, like, truly isolated. And so after my orgasms, I would, like, scream. Like, I was having these screaming orgasms, and I would sob. And, like, they held me when I was sobbing. And they were, like, it's okay. They were, like, cry, cry. Like, they didn't try to soothe it and make it better. They, like, encouraged it. They were, like, yes, like so beautiful like cry process and I was just (sighs) like it was so it was so healing for me I'm like tearing up it was Mm -hmm. so healing for me and my body on so many levels to have that like that beautiful space held for Mm -hmm. me in a way that I haven't experienced before ever um and yeah so there was just a lot of a lot of sex in that in that space and a lot of exploration um exploring things that I didn't know I was into until we were there and until the safety was present that was such a key element for me um and yeah it was I know that probably some of my followers are a little bit curious to hear about this story because I never posted their picture I'm not going to share their name um, because they're a musician Um, but yeah I was kind of talking about it while I was there and about some of these experiences and I'm sure there's curiosity like what what the fuck Mm -hmm. happened Um, why did why didn't this experience continue because it was so beautiful Um, and when you were sharing about yours I kind of felt that echoing in my in my experience because you know there was love there Mm -hmm. we profess love to each other they wrote a song on this new album they released about how much they love me i was on the album that they released like it was like really really beautiful intimacy really beautiful sexual intimacy and um as our month together kind of winded down i shared you know i i can't really do long distance Mm. it's really hard we didn't have great texting communication it was way better Um, face-to-face and in person and so I just you know was like if we have to do long distance I think that I don't really think I can do this and they were like I know we'll end up together in the future like you know whatever Mm -hmm. and they had um, you know they were dealing with their own things there was some um, addictive tendencies that were active for them and and things like that and when we returned back to our towns we kind of ended it called it off you know and then I after that ended I I was like oh no like (laughs) no I need more of this and so I tried to communicate with them not even asking to rekindle but just communicate to process the experience Mm -hmm. and they couldn't handle that and so it was kind of a a ghosting experience um so i think it's just an important thing to note that like safety with others is not always a given because they created this really safe container for me where i felt like i felt almost a sense of unconditional love i just felt like all of me was welcome in that space and then to have it just so ripped away when we returned Mm. um was pretty disorientating i mean that's why i'm crying now um because it was just this experience of like feeling this profound safety this profound intimacy and recognizing all of the ways in myself that I had allowed that experience to happen through all of my own healing like I was only able to have that experience because of all the work that I had done Mm. um, to allow myself to even receive that experience and then to have it just sort of like have no sense of safety with this person Mm. in fact feel like you know, kind of deeply insulted by some interactions we had, and and have it really taken away, just kind of showed to me again, like you know, I can't depend on someone else to give me mm. safety. I have mm. to cultivate that within my own body, um, and have it start there. Mm. But yeah, I mean. We haven't communicated now in months, um, but it's still, you know, the tears, obviously you can hear them. They're coming because of just, you know, this, this beautiful experience and like the gratitude for that. And Mm -hmm. then also the pain that Mm -hmm. how the experience ended um, Mm. is really real and, and still there and I'm still processing through it. Um, But I'm, oh my god I'm so grateful that was one of the best months of my life and to know that that kind of connection for me is possible is just like it makes me so excited like just so grateful and mm-hmm. grateful for yeah all that I learned from them and and all of the ways in which they you know let me into their world and to see them in a really vulnerable place was such a it was a pretty life-changing experience that I'm really glad that I can take with me into 2021. Um, Mm -hmm. I have some new boundaries for myself about, Mm -hmm. you know, um, the kind of uh, connections that I want to make, the kind of people that I want to let into my space. But it was just a really beautiful, deep, painful, heartbreaking, Mm -hmm. grieving, sexual experience um, that I took so much from. So... Yeah, I'm really grateful for my my quality experience as well.
0: Mm. Wow.
1: Wow, wow, wow. <sighs> <sighs> thank Big <you>. decompress.
0: <laughs> thank you so much for sharing, Evelyn.
1: Yeah, thank you for listening and receiving my my emotions.
0: Yeah. I really want to add something to this, um, what you said around like the heartbreak and like not feeling that safety afterwards and it mm. it echoed to me as well what i felt afterwards um in my experience i felt love in yeah with them and then like not hearing back from them i i felt like there wasn't love anymore yeah so like you know it can be love safety belonging different things we feel with people and, and when that thing gets taken away from my experience and what happened in my body after like weeks after the experience was that like I felt like I couldn't even trust myself because like you trusted your your feelings like what you were feeling in the moment with them opening up that much Mm -hmm. and then when that thing like that love or that safety gets taken away it feels like you can't even trust your own judgment and that actually is so painful to feel that's what I process to like feeling like I can't trust my like I checked in with my my cervix and she was like I want him inside of me like was that a good voice or was that a bad voice now like should I have listened to that Mm -hmm. and it's like that's this feeling of like we can't trust ourselves when what we had there with them was is now like abruptly taken away and it's really painful afterwards
1: Yes, I hear that so much. And, you know, I know that we have both experienced sexual trauma. And after my, you know, relationship that I have PTSD from, that was like a huge healing piece was Mm. learning to trust my intuition, how to notice red flags, how to set boundaries, all of these things. And so with this new partner, Mm. I was like, enacting all of these tools that I had, like I was like, yes like I'm um, you know I've learned from the past I'm in this new place like I can trust my intuition and then for like a while it was like fed like for you it was like that night it was like fed for me it was that month it was fed of like yes you've trusted and it worked out and here you are and you're safe and then like mm-hmm. yeah it it gets ripped out from on un- it's like a blanket being pulled out from under you and mm-hmm. it does it does raise that question of like yeah of like did I just not listen enough should I have you know whatever it may be but Mm. yeah it's it's always the question of like why did that happen and maybe Mm. we'll never know but yeah yeah it is it can be really profoundly painful
0: yeah yeah I really feel you like in your words and like witnessing your tears like I cried as well for like weeks afterwards and I'm not sure if you're feeling anything somatic in your body as you process this heartbreak, but for me, I felt like this excruciating, like pain in the center of my back where my heart would be. And it felt like I was literally being stabbed in the back. And I felt that sensation for days. And it's Mm. so like crazy how our bodies can speak to us. Like I was literally feeling heartbroken after having sex once with this person um and my body was showing me that by having this like really intense pain near my heart energy center Mm. chakra so yeah like our bodies like feel our emotions like we we, like we physically feel like heartbreak when we go through it in different ways and that's a part of the healing process if we don't feel it we can't can't heal it so yeah it's painful but beautiful
1: yeah that was like the first little bit after I was reaching an acceptance state of of how things were going because I tried to I tried to like I saw what was coming and I was trying to change it and give chances and Mm
0: -hmm. encourage
1: communication and all of this and when it finally clicked that you know it was not going how I desired it to go it wasn't like a pain I felt it was like just this like it was like this depression numbness that I haven't Mm. experienced since I was a teenager because I think that it was like my body was like bitch you can't handle all of this at once and Mm -hmm. so it kind of fed it to me like almost in pieces Mm. of like tears for an afternoon and then kind of back to numbness and then bringing it back up a little bit and Mm. I
0: kind of paced my healing through it yeah yeah that makes sense as well like you can't feel it all at once in fact it's fucking re-traumatizing to feel all the pain at once so yeah yeah if anyone listening is going through like waves of numbness and then some sensation it's like your body keeping you safe as you heal and integrate an experience or a trauma piece or emotional wounding and that's normal
1: yeah it's interesting I feel like although very different I feel like our experiences kind of are mirrored in how our bodies perceive them Mm -hmm. um and so it's interesting to think about like what kind of sexual experiences are you wanting in
0: 2021 Mm. oh what a nice question (laughs) Mm. well I want to have more cosmic sex under the full fucking moon. I don't know if I said that earlier, but <laughs> yeah. it was a full moon <laughs> on a Halloween last year. And I want Ooh. more of that. I want more sex yeah. under the full moon.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> With eye gazing and all the things, cervical orgasms, mm-hmm. cervix heart connection, all of that that I was experiencing mm-hmm. then. And I want it to be like consistent, like, yeah not just once a year (laughs) multiple times that's really just what I want just really nice delicious juicy connected emotional sex that's like Mm. what I really desire I love that for you
1: yeah that's I'm calling that in for you
0: yeah (laughs) thank you Mm. how about yourself um I feel like it's
1: either, I feel like I have two options <laughs> that I'm giving <laughs> myself here. If I meet a partner, um, which I'm kind of calling in, I feel like excited and ready about the potential of having like a long-term, steady, monogamous partner. Um, I'd like to just call in like deep safety and stability. Like I want stability with the partner mm. and within the partnership Um, I think that would bring a lot of things to the surface for me to heal. And I'm really just excited about that potential Mm -hmm. of, yeah, stable long-term partner with a stable person. Um, If a partnership is not in the cards for me, I want to take it the complete opposite spectrum and explore a lot more casual sex encounters and a lot more kind of like kinky casual sex encounters Mm. um i would love to have like a 24 7 daddy like i'd love to like Uh, go to some sex clubs i just want to go if i'm not going to be with the long-term partner that's what i want to be doing yeah Um, yeah and i get to get vaccinated soon hopefully so that'll be on the table
0: (laughs) That is so good. I love how you're like this or that. Like you're on both ends of the str- on the spectrum. I actually I want to add to mine. Yes, like <laughs> I would like a stable committed long-term life partner as well. <laughs> and yeah. if that's not possible for this year, just a lot of juicy sex under the full moon.
1: <laughs> Literally. Yeah, that's wow, yeah, we're really in the same vibe for yeah. last year and for this next year. <laughs> we'd love to hear if our listeners would love to dm us or dm the podcast Mm -hmm. account what are you calling in sexually for 2021 what are your desires what do you want to create for yourself we'd love to hear it yes 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 well it feels so good to be here be talking about sex yeah off of our hiatus this is like where we're meant to be (laughs) (laughs) Yep.
0: and we're just
1: grieving (laughs) (laughs) we're back though (laughs)
0: we're back hopefully this year's filled with lots of sexual encounters and we'll be sharing mostly probably most of them
1: yeah I hopefully more than I mean like one beautiful one you know having that beautiful partner was amazing but like if I'm not having a steady partner like hopefully hopefully there's more than one this year yeah yes (laughs) if anything we just need more juicy podcast content
0: yeah I think that's just what the pussy power hour is turning into just sex stories (laughs) sex explorations with Eva and Evelyn
1: (laughs) oh yeah and let us know if you have anything that you would like us to talk about on the podcast or cover or even anything that you'd like us to share about I'm sure you can tell we're pretty open books Mm -hmm. um and we created this podcast to be a safe space for this more kind of personal look at our lives and our experiences and so we're really happy to um cater to what you would desire to listen to
0: Mm -hmm. exactly well thank you for listening well
1: yeah until (laughs) next time we will see all of you babes soon bye
0: thanks for tuning in to another episode of pussy power hour If this got your pussy pulsating, tingling, and activated like ours, we'd love for you to share this on your story and tag us on Instagram so that we can personally thank you.
1: As always, you can reach out to us with any questions or requests for the podcast. And if you're interested in working with either of us one-on-one, you can DM us or apply directly on our websites.
0: Sending you so much love and we can't wait to tune in with you next time.